Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family, the Lord has been speaking. It was like two nights ago, I had posted a um, a word. It was called, what is your heart posture? Or, Where's, or what's your heart posture? It was something like that. And I took it back down because uh, just to... I like to have, I, I just, I like to be firm on what the Lord is saying to me, okay? I like to be firm before I speak because I know it's power in my tongue. I know I have the power between life and death and I take it very seriously because one word can change a whole person's life. Just one single word can change a person's life. So I, I I like to be careful with that. I like to sit on it. And this word got to come out. I have to give birth to this word, family. Because the Lord is, has been telling me, the harvest is ripe. Okay? Earth's harvest is ripe. So give me a second... Because I want to start with one of the parables Jesus gave. So hold on real quick. All right, then. Let's go to Matthew 25. And we're going to start at verse 1. Um, it's funny because, not funny, but the other night when I was doing the the episode I took down, the Lord kept on bringing to my mind, here comes the bride, all dressed in white. And, um... Like, it was just playing in my head, like, off and on. But when it's the significance, because we are his bride, and he wants us dressed in white. White is the color of pure. That's why I, he kept on saying, here comes the bride, all dressed in white. Because he is presenting himself. The bridegroom is presenting himself to his church. And he needs his church to be without a spot or a spot. Okay, it says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of the oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourself. But while they were going to buy all the oil, to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. So family, the reason why I'm rereading this to you, because listen, listen, the, 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 uh, 
The watchmen have been shouting that the Lord is coming. You have to get into repentance to be filled with the oil. Listen, if you have been in repentance, but you know somebody that needs to know Jesus, go and tell them in the name of Jesus, do whatever you need to do to give them the good news. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, you do not want that person or you yourself do not want to get to the door that is closed. And the Lord says to you, believe me, I don't know you. Oh, such calamity. It's just such calamity. You do not want to get to that door. And the Lord tells you, believe me, I don't know you. You do not want to hear those words. Because if God does not know you. Listen, scriptures say, if God is for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. But you got to take that, right? You got to have wisdom with that. So if God doesn't know you, how can he be for you if he doesn't know you? Family, let's just keep reading. Let's go to um, Mark chapter 4. Um, hold on, fam. Let's go to the parable of the growing seed. So it's Mark 4, verse 26. Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but it does not understand how it but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crop on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through. Then the heads of the wheat are formed. And finally, the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and the harvest and harvest it with a sickle. For the harvest time has come. Hallelujah. And family, the harvest time has come. In the name of Jesus, the earth is ripe for the harvest. Hallelujah. The earth is so ripe for a harvest. Hallelujah. Do you see the the signs of the times that we are in? The earth is ripe. Hallelujah. Every crop on the earth is ripe. And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, you have to stay in repentance. You have to stay in your word because God's word is planting seeds in you. Hallelujah. Day and night. You do not understand how the seeds that you are reading are being planted in you and taking root. You do not understand it. You cannot swim. You cannot um, fathom it. How it works. Just as a farmer plants a seed and the farmer just watches the crop, the seed grow up out the soil. But the farmer doesn't have the understanding day and night while it's asleep. Why is the seeds growing? So I'm here to tell you that's why 
is so important to repent and stay in God's word. Because just as that farmer, God's word is the seeds that's in your heart. And if you are being exposed to the things of this world, if you are watching or you are listening or if you are partaking in the things of this world, that is planting seeds in you. And I'm telling you, the harvest is ripe. Hallelujah. The harvest is very ripe in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to um take you to, hold on. Um, let's go to Matthew 13. Let's go to verse 24. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his fields. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weed also grew. The farmer, farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted the good seed, that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Hallelujah. So we pull out the weeds. They, so so we pull out all the weeds they asked no he replied you'll uproot the wheat if you do let both grow together until the harvest then i will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds tie them into bundles and burn them and put them in the wheat put them put the wheat in the barn Hallelujah, family. That just shows you right there, right? That the wheat and the tear. He said, let them grow up together. He said, um, hold on. I won't say the exact words. He said, let them both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to store out the weeds, tie them up into bundles and burn them and to put the wheat in the barn. Hallelujah. You see how he also said, um, Hold up. You see how they said, should we pull out the weeds? They asked. He said, no. He replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. Hallelujah. So the wheat and the tear have grown together. But when it's time for the harvest, catch this. When it's time for the harvest, right? They both get uprooted, but they get separated. The wheat gets separated from the tear. Hallelujah. You see it in the word. And it says, then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles and burn them and to put the wheat in the barn. Hallelujah. You see how the wheat is going in the barn. Do you see the parallel to it? How he said that he, that people, that the 10, the five wise, the five bridesmaids, right? They were able to go into the marriage feast right and Jesus closed the door and do you see how he said put the wheat in the barn do you understand that but do you see how the um the weeds he said tie them in bundles and burn them the weeds doesn't doesn't get to go into the barn just like the other five bridesmaids weren't able to go into the barn it's time to wake up family in the name of Jesus it's time to wake up repent and turn away from your wicked ways in the name of Jesus receive Receive this word. Receive the word. Repent today. Hallelujah. Take it back to your father in the name of Jesus. If you know somebody that needs to repent, tell them repent 
and turn away from their wicked ways. Because I'm here to tell you, the harvest is ripe. Hallelujah. It's time for the wheat and the tear to get uprooted. It's time for it. Hallelujah. The earth is ripe in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So um, let's go to Isaiah 55 really quick. And um, let's go. Let's go to where it says at verse one, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why, why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. The Lord is telling you, come to him with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. Hallelujah. You will also... You also will command nations you do not know, and the people unknown to you will come running to obey, because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Hallelujah. Seek him. Repent to him while you can find him, because when you get to that door, and that door is closed, he's going to tell you, believe me, I do not know you. You don't want to be on the other side of that door. You want to be in the marriage feast in the name of Jesus. You don't want to be in the bundle of um the tear, the, the weeds that's going to get burnt up. You want to be in the barn with the wheat. Hallelujah. It says, let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord they meet, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Family, this is another thing really quick. We got to stop pointing the finger. Hallelujah. Listen, if you know you in sin, hallelujah, you have to just sit there and you have to go to your father's feet. You can't be pointing at the person who's trying to bring you truth in life and be like, but you used to, but you used to, you used to do this, you used to do that, but you do this, but you do that. Listen, it's deliverance. Do you want deliverance? Yes or no? Stop being like, but, 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 and be like, repent, repent, repent in the name of Jesus. That person, if you will listen closely, if that, if you listen closely to that person, they are trying to tell you how to get deliverance. They are bringing light into that situation in the name of Jesus. Don't sit there and be like, but you used to hallelujah. The key word is used to hallelujah. Ask them how the Lord delivered them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Hallelujah. It says, um, the rain and snow come down from heaven, from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It's the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that goes back to, listen, the seeds are growing in you day and night in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus, the situation that you are sitting in. You might not think that that seed has taken root into your heart, but I'm here to tell you it has taken root into your heart. And if it's an impurity, if it's any, it's any spot of blemish, you need to go to your father's feet and ask him to remove it in the name of Jesus. He wouldn't say that he's coming for a church without a spot or a spot. A, a spot or a wrinkle. It says a bride. He doesn't want his bride without a spot or a wrinkle. If the Lord is saying that he is telling you what he can do for you. Yes, you can say I'm a sinner, but Jesus can clean you up. Hallelujah. But Jesus can get you off that drug. Hallelujah. But the Jesus can stop them homosexual thoughts, but Jesus can stop you from sleeping with a whole bunch of men. I'm telling you the truth in the name of Jesus, but you got to believe it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It says that you will live in peace. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns and cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me one second. I want to go to Romans 10. I know the Lord is leading me to um, tell you to go to Romans 10. Hallelujah. Because if somebody, you need to give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Because it's already his. You just got to come into the reality that it's always been his life. Life is in Jesus. Hallelujah. Go get your life. Hallelujah. Because listen, if Jesus holds your eternal life and you turn away from him, What are you experiencing? Hallelujah. Wouldn't you say that spiritual death? Your life is hidden in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse nine. And it says, um, this, the message, let's go to, um, what verse is this considered? This is considered verse seven. It says, Listen, let's go up because you already know I'm about to say it's a banger. Let's just start at verse five. Salvation is for everyone. For Moses writes that the law's ways of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of his commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth. And don't say, excuse me, who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life. In fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and it's in your heart. And the message that is very, and and that message is the very message about the faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And the scriptures tell us anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. Call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Call on the name of the Lord. We Listen, 
openly declare that Jesus is Lord. Believe it in your heart. Say, Lord, I believe it. This is how you believe in your heart. You say, Lord, I believe it. Hallelujah. Because listen, so what the, the man speaks the abundance of his heart. So if you just begin to declare it, you will speak the abundance of your heart. Just believe it. Just believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. You see that the scripture is telling you for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. And we live in a time that you need to call on his name. Hallelujah. If you know somebody that needs to give their life to Jesus. Today is the day. This second is the second that you need to go. You need to go and profess the good news. You need to tell them the truth. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is saying perilous times. He's saying such perilous times in the name of Jesus. But all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And let's this is this part is for the per this is part is for you if you the messenger. And it says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This that is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of a messenger who bring, who, who bring good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, it says, but not everyone welcomes the good news for Isaiah. The prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask. I, I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the world. But I ask, did the people of Israel really understand it? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God says, I will rouse your jealousy through the people who are not even a nation. I will provoke my anger through the foolish Gentiles. And later, Isaiah spoke boldly for God saying, I was found by the people who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, all day long, I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. Oh, family, such perilous times. Such perilous times, Lord. Which verse you want me to go to next? As I hear, I know it's two verses, Lord. It's even three, but I know two is just playing back and back. Which one? Let's go to Psalms 91 real quick, family. Listen. Mm. Mm -mm. Right there. Hallelujah. Let's read this together because I plead this over you in the name of Jesus. I plead this over myself. I plead this over my children. I plead it over your children. I plead it over my brothers and sisters. I plead it over my sisters. I know I plead it over my mom, my dad, my aunties, my uncles, my cousins, y'all daddies, y'all mamas, y'all aunties, y'all cousins. But y'all got to go tell them. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. How can they know about Jesus if you don't go tell them? In the name of Jesus, the harvest is ripe. I'm telling you, the harvest is ripe. 
the Lord has been speaking that in my spirit for the last, I don't even know how long, but he's really been impressing it in my heart that the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. It says those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers and he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid for the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousands are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Hallelujah. And that's the part. The Lord has been playing that. That's another thing. He's been playing that in my spirit. He's been playing it. Though a thousand fall at your side. Though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Family, I'm telling you, brace yourself. Brace yourself, okay? Brace yourself in the name of Jesus. Because when the Lord says perilous times, he's telling you perilous times in the name of Jesus. Brace yourself. The only way you can brace yourself is if you hide yourself in the feathers. You have to receive the Lord. He wants to protect you, but you got to receive him. You got to be like, Lord, I allow you to protect me. Hallelujah. Because the Lord respects you. He loves you. He don't push himself on you but all day long he has his arms just just stretched out to you all night long he got his arms stretched out to you because he wants to bring you in he knows that you are hurting he knows that you are tired he knows you're growing weary and he's like if you just allow me to strengthen you the Lord is telling me to tell you this he said if you allow me to strengthen you hallelujah I can be your fortress I can be your rock I'm your firm foundation just trust in me. That's what the sovereign Lord is saying in the name of Jesus. Just trust in me. Dwell in me. Hide in me. Hallelujah. I know you've been looking. You've been searching in all this time. It's been me, says the sovereign Lord. Hallelujah. He said it's been me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just receive me. Allow me to love you. I've been waiting to love you. Just receive it. I want you to see it. I want you to see my love hallelujah that's what he's saying i want you to see my love hallelujah uh, just open your eyes in the name of jesus Look, the next verse says, just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your stone on a, your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fear li- fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Hallelujah. Do you see where he said it? He said, the Lord says, 
I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Mm, Hallelujah. Please, hallelujah. Receive the salvation. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you the harvest is ripe. Receive your salvation in Christ. Take shelter in him in the name of Jesus. Dwell in your father. Dwell in them. Family, if you can only feel where I can feel in the name of Jesus, you will know how serious this is. You cannot be lukewarm. You cannot be of this world. You cannot be a friend of this world because you make yourself an enemy of God. Family, like, please, in the name of Jesus, go to your father's feet. Go to his feet in the name of Jesus. Let's go to Revelations 14. Because this is a right now word. This is a right now word. Okay. It says, and I saw another angel flying through the, we have verse six. And I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Fear God, he shouted, give glory to him for the time has come when he will sit as judge, worship him who made the heavens the earth, the sea, and all the springs of the water. Then another angel followed him through the sky shouting, Babylon is falling. The great city is falling because she made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality. Then a third angel followed them. Hallelujah. Shouting, anyone who worships the beast and this statue or accepts his mark on his on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath and they will be tormented with the fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the lamb. The smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever and they will have no relief day or night for they have worshipped the beast and his statue and has accepted the mark of his name. That This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this down. Blessed are those who die in the, in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit. They are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds will follow them. Family, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the Lord has been speaking in the name of Jesus. He has been speaking. Do you see how right here it is says this means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying this command and maintaining their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this down. Blessed are those who die in the name of the Lord from now on. Yes, says the, the spirit. They are blessed indeed for they will rest from their hard work for their good 
good deeds follow them. Hallelujah. Family, the Lord is so deep in the name of Jesus. He is so deep. That's why I always tell you, go to your father's feet. Because although... And he makes a lot of it plain, but sometimes in our own human mind, we want to, we want to think about, oh, it's just a, like, you just want to conjure up what you think, but we just read in Isaiah 55, his ways are higher than your way. His ways are, um, he said higher than your ways and his thoughts are not like your thoughts. Okay. So go ask your father, say, father, please, like, ask him for the truth. Like, ask him for the truth. Like, that's all I can tell you. Ask him for the truth. But listen, we're not done. We at verse 14, the harvest of the earth. Then I saw a white cloud and seated on the cloud was someone like the son of man. He had a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, swing the sickle for the time of the harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the whole earth was harvested. Hallelujah. You see how it says the whole earth was harvested after that another angel came from the temple in heaven and he had he also had a sharp sickle then another angel who had power to destroy with fire came from the altar he shouted to the angel with the sharp sickle swing your sickle now to gather the cluster of grapes from the from the wines the vines of the earth for they are ripe for judgment so the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great wine press of God's wrath the grapes were trampled in the wine press outside the city do you see how it says that the, the, the grapes were trampled in the wine press outside the city? Hallelujah. And the blood flowed from the wine press in a stream about 180 miles long and as high as a horse's brindle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, hold on, family. Because there's another Bible verse. Hold on, fam. God is so good to me. Um, let's. You see how it says um, at the last verse, it says the grapes were trampled in the wine press outside the city and the blood flowed from the flowed from the wine press in a stream about 180 miles long and as high as a horse's brindle. I want you to go to Deuteronomy 32. Remember, he was just talking about grapes. Go to Deuteronomy 32 and go down to uh, verse 32. Well, no, let's just, we have to start from the top in the name of Jesus, because we went over Deuteronomy 31 and that day we went over, I think it was, I believe it was Occupy Your Land. And I, cause the Lord, he be talking to me, he be downloading in my spirit. And sometimes that's why I might pause. That's why you might hear me stop. That's why you might hear me praise because the Lord be speaking. And I, I was like, do I read 32? It was like a thought I had in my head. And the Lord was just, he wasn't leading me to that. Like, nah, because this is the time. Remember he told Moses to teach the tribe this because, um, let's go to verse 31 real quick. And you see how. Hold on. 
he he told him it's in Deuteronomy thirty one. He told Moses to um write this song, and he wrote the song. So now we're gonna do the song because listen, just listen, listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth. The words that I say, let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass, like gentle showers on young plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. But they have acted corruptly towards him when they act so perversely. And they are really, are they really his children? They are deceitful and a twisted generation. Hallelujah. Is, is this the way you repay the Lord? You foolish and senseless people. Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. When the most high assigned lands to the nations, he divided them up. He divided up the human race. He established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number in his his heavenly court. For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. He found them in a desert land, in an empty howling wasteland. He surrounded them and watched over them. He guarded them as he would guard his own eyes, like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young. So he spread his wings to take them up and carry them safely on his pinions the lord alone guided them they followed no foreign gods he let them ride over the highlands and feast on the crops of the fields he nourished them with honey from the rock and the olive oil from the stony ground he fed them yogurt from the herd and milk from the flock together with the fat of lambs he gave them choice rams from bashan and goats together with the choices choices wheat you drank the finest wine made from the juice of grapes but israel soon became fat and unruly the people grew heavy grew heavy plump and stuffed then they abandoned the god who made them they made light of the rock of their salvation they stirred up his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods they provoked his fury with detestable deeds they offer sacrifices to demons which are not god to gods they have not they have not known before to new gods only recently arrived to gods their ancestors had never feared you neglected the rock who had fathered you you forgot the god who giving you birth. The Lord saw this and drew back, provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. He said, I will abandon them. Then they then see what becomes of them, for they are a twisted generation, children without integrity. They have roused my jealousy by worshiping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. Now I will rouse their jealousy through the people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles, for my anger blazes forth like fire and burns to the depths of the grave. It devours the earth and all its crops crops, and ignites the foundations of the, of the mountains. I will heap disaster upon them and shoot down with my arrows. 
and shoot them down with my arrows. I will weaken them with famine, burning fever, and deadly disease. Family, he that has an eye, let him see. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking. He said, I will weaken them with famine, burning fever, and deadly disease. Family, open your eyes. In the name of Jesus, Open them. He says, I will weaken them with famine, burning fever, and deadly disease. I will send the fangs of the wild beasts and poisonous snakes that glide in the dust. Outside, the sword will bring death, and inside, terror will strike both young men and young women, both infants and their age. I would have annihilated them, wiping out even the memory of them, but I feared the taunt of Israel's enemies who might misunderstand and say, our own power has triumphed. The Lord had nothing to do with this, but Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might have known their faith. How could one person chase a thousand of them? How can two people put 10,000 to flight unless the rock had sold them, unless the Lord has given them up? But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock. As even they recognize, their vines grow from the vine of Sodom and the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poisonous and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says, I am storing up these things, sealing them away in treasury. In treasury, I will take revenge. I will pay them back in due time. Their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to the people and he will change his mind about his servants. When he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free, then he will ask, where are the gods, the rocks they have, they, they fled to for refuge? Where now are those guys who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those guys arise and help you. Let them provide you with shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other God but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from the my powerful hand. Now I raise my hand to heaven and I declare as surely as I live, when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on all my enemies and I've repaid those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my, he said he will make his arrows drunk with blood. He is so deep. Do you understand how much blood that is to get an arrow drunk? Listen. Listen, and my sword will devour the flesh, the blood of the slaughter and the and the captives and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with them, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him, for he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. So Moses came with Joshua, son 
son of Nun and recited all the words of his song to his people. When Moses had finished reciting all the words to the people of Israel, he added, take to heart all the words of, of the warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. Hallelujah. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. Hallelujah. Did you see how he said these instructions are not empty words? They are your life. This Bible is your life. Hallelujah. Listen, family. Listen, it says right here. Hold on. It says he will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. Listen, he said, what else else he said? For he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people of his land. Hold on. This was another part. Yeah, right up here, right up here, verse 41. When I sharpen my flashing sword and I begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and I will repay those who reject me. Hallelujah. So receive your salvation because the Lord said he is repaying those who reject him. Hallelujah. Listen, he that have an eye, let him see. And he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is speaking today in the name of Jesus. Listen, just re- listen. Go to your father. Go to your father and be and receive more. He said, Come to him with your ears wide open in the name of Jesus. Listen, family. I'ma read you um what my verse of the day was today. And it's John 16. Um, and it says, Oh, well, wait, let's go back to um Deuteronomy. 32 real quick because I wanted to show y'all because we was just we you can go back and you can compare um this to Revelations 14 at the end where he was talking about the grapes and the wine press and hold on let me go back down it says Their vines grow from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison and their clusters are bitter. Hallelujah. Their wine is venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. Listen, he talking about corrupt people. Sodom and Gomorrah. You ever read? Go read Sodom and Gomorrah. That was one of the towns he destroyed in the name of Jesus because they were such a wicked people. They were wicked people in the sight of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Go read it. Be cleansed in the blood. This is a call. This is a warning. This is the final warning because the Lord is moving swiftly. He said, listen, when he bring, listen, we won't read where he just talked about his justice. He said, in due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people and he will charge his, he change his mind about his servants. Let's um go down a little bit. He said, 
As surely as I live, this is verse 41, when I sharpened my flashing sword and began to carry out justice, we was just talking about how the Lord says that he loves justice. He hates dishonest scales. He is coming to bring justice. Hallelujah to the earth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So do you want to be on the right side? Do you want to be innocent or do you want to be guilty? Do you want to have Jesus cleanse you in the blood or do you want to be out here representing and your own Jesus can be your lawyer he can be your public defender you know or do you want to represent yourself do you want to when, when he get here do you want him to see you dirty in the name of Jesus just think about it hallelujah hallelujah um let's go back to my bible verse it was John 16 this was my bible verse for today and it says I have told you these things so you won't abandon your faith for you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you think that they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a little longer. Hallelujah family do you see how it says right here that it says the time is coming when those who kill you will think that they are doing a holy service for god in the name of jesus now let's go to revelations right back to verse 14 and let's go to um Verse 13 again, and it says, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit. They are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work for their good deeds will fo deeds follow them. Hallelujah. Family, we was just in the last video. We praying, stay in prayer for your brothers and sisters. Let them stay with the boldness. Hallelujah. Ask the Lord. Ask your father ask our father to give our brothers and sisters that are going to die for the good news the boldness of christ to be able to stand up and say that jesus is god in the name of jesus ask them to give them the anointing of jesus in the garden of gesenia when they came to look for him he said i am he hallelujah we gotta pray for the strength we gotta pray for them to keep the faith hallelujah because the lord is speaking if you hear him in the the name of Jesus if you have an ear that hears you will hear what the spirit is speaking in the name of Jesus hallelujah so um then wait because family I'm like because the Lord he downloading in me and I'm just like you know what we're going to that we're going to that so um then let's go to my Bible verse from yesterday and it says my I, it was first, it was Isaiah 26, verse four. And it says, trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is your eternal rock. But then also remember, we was reading Isaiah 26 and you see how it says at the end, um, go home, my people and lock your doors, hide yourselves for a little while until the Lord's anger has passed. Look, the Lord is coming from heaven to punish the people of the earth 
for their sins. The earth will no longer hide those who have been killed. They will be brought out for all to see. Family, we were just talking about, hallelujah, how the Lord is bringing things into the light. He's bringing out secrets that's been in the dark. Hallelujah, everything shall be exposed in the name of Jesus. The light will expose everything. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never it can never extinguish the light. Hallelujah. And the Lord is coming and he is the light. He is the justice. He is our salvation. He is our refuge. Hallelujah. And when he comes, he's coming with, with honest scales. He's giving people harvests that are honest and true. Hallelujah. So when you see such calamity, when you see a thousand fall at one side, when you are seeing 10,000 dying around you, just know that the Lord your God, he is honest. He is honest. He rules with an honest scale in the name of Jesus. Keep the faith in the name of Jesus. Cause he's saying perilous times in the name of Jesus. Let's look up perilous for a quick. Cause let's say it together. It's power in that definition. Perilous. Perilous means full of danger or risk. Exposed to imminent risk of disaster or ruin. Family, I'm not sitting here. I'm not trying to scare you. You need to have shelter in the most high. I'm here to tell you what my father told me to tell you because I am his obedient servant. So if my father tell me go and speak to the nations, I'm going and I'm speaking to the nations. And my father is saying such perilous times in the name of Jesus. So that's what his daughter is speaking. His daughter is speaking such perilous times because that's what I hear my father speaking in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 24. Because the Lord, he, he's speaking tonight. He's speaking in the name of Jesus. And it says, <clears throat> Jesus speaks about the future. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Excuse me. Not one stone will be left on top of the other. Excuse me, fam. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him and privately said, tell us when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Hallelujah. I need you to know something, right? When the Lord speaks of nations, he's also talking about people. Just like how he calls people, oh, Israel, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Mount Zion. He's, he's, he could very well be speaking about the land. That's why you had to ask the Lord to tell you where he's moving. Or the Lord could be speaking about his people. So when you see a nations against nations, he could be talking about people against people. And, and look, and family, because he that has an eye, let him see. Family, you see what was going on. What was that like last year? Did you not? 
not see nation going to war against nation? Did you not see different hate crimes that was happening with different races? Have you not perceived it? Kingdom against kingdom, okay? I'm just saying nations against nations. Hallelujah. He said there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it, and then the end will come. See, this is how I know it's the truth because Jesus said that. He said that the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then will the end will come. And is that not the truth? Can you not go on YouTube and you're in America, but you watching somebody in like Zimbabwe give a word about God? Can you not see it? That's being professed. Are you not on this podcast? And I'm in, I'm in the United States and you can be in like Brazil, Germany, um, China, you could be wherever and you're hearing it. It's being preached throughout the word. Listen, listen, what do they call it? Isn't it broadcasting? Isn't that broadcasting? Can you not? Can you not see it? Can you not go on social media and see someone professing the truth? In the name of Jesus, the day is coming where you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. The sacrilegious object that caused desecration standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days and pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath for there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah or there he is, don't believe it for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders. So as to deceive you, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look or look, he is hiding here. Don't believe it for as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west. So will it be when the son of man comes just as the gathering of vulture shows there is a carcass nearby. So these signs indicate the the net, the end is near immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will give no light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then at last, the sign that the son of man is coming will appear in the heavens and there will be deep mourning among all the people of the earth and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will set out his people with the mighty blast of a trumpet and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world from the farthest ends of each of the of the earth each 
I'm sorry, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know that his his return is very near. Right at the door, I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows when the son of man returns, it will be like in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah has en- entered the boat. Hallelujah. And that is so true, family, because the Lord will lead me to like see a video on like um YouTube or like social media, like and I would just be like, yo, these people, are they're not perceiving it. They're not perceiving this move of God. And that's why you they need that voice shouting in the wilderness. Pave the way for the Lord's return. Because I'm here to tell you, people, look at the world. It's people that are sitting here and they, they, they're just blind. They have that veil that Satan puts over the people's eyes that are perishing in the world. And they are just sitting here and they are not even perceiving the times. But but you can just sense it. It's something in you that's just like this ain't right. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Get on your knees and repent. Because this is so true. People is out here still fussing, cussing, and acting like a straight fool. And the Lord is coming. He's coming swiftly. In the name of Jesus. He, he Listen, the harvest is ripe. In the name of Jesus. He is going to hand out his, his, um, his verdicts. In the name of Jesus. And it says people didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the son of man comes. Two will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into you must also be ready all the time for the son of man will come when least expected a faithful and sensible servant is the one to whom the master can give responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them if the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job there will be a reward i tell you the truth the master will put the servant in charge of all he owns but what if the servant is evil and thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants partying and getting drunk the master will return unannounced and unexpected and he will cut the servant to pieces and assign him in a place with the hypocrites in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth so family hold on let's um let's go hold on hold on Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter five. Let's start at the top. Now concerning how 
and when all this will happen. Dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write you, for you know quite well the day of the Lord will return. The Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night when people are saying everything is peaceful and secure. Then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, wearing as our helmet the confidence of salvation. Hallelujah. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are you already doing. Hallelujah, family. First, let me ask my father. Lord, is there anything else you need me to say to your children, Lord, in the name of Jesus? I just hear repent. Time is almost up. Time is almost up. It's 11.59. It's 11.59. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ever um, be looking at a clock and you got something to do and you're like, all right, I got, I got a little bit more time to stay here. I got a little bit more time. I just got a little bit more time to stay here. I'm good. And just that fast, just that fast, time done flew past. It's 11.59. 11.59. 12 o'clock strikes a new day, doesn't it? Take heed to the Lord's words. Go back to his feet. Just that fast. Just that fast. The clock is strike 12. Just that fast. Don't be like the people in the days of Moses. Don't be like them partying, getting drunk. All of that, all of that, right up to the moment he closed the doors and they didn't even see it. That whole time Moses was speaking and he was telling people, people were seeing and they was calling him crazy. Cause let's, let's, let's just look at Moses. I said Moses, Noah, my bad, Noah. If I've been saying Moses, I'm sorry. I caught myself just saying Moses, but I mean Noah. <laughs> let's, um, hold on, let's. It says, let's go to Genesis 6. Then people began to multiply on the earth, and the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites, 
lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on earth. He It broke his heart. Mm, it said it broke his heart. And the Lord said, I, can you just listen, listen to it? It said it broke broke his heart because the extent of the human heart is consistently and totally evil. He said everything that they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Can you can you see how it broke his heart? Cuz all he wanted is good. All he wants is good. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I had ever made them, but Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time he walked in close fellowship with God. Do you know that repenting can make you blameless? You saying, nah, I'm turning the other way. I'm not, I don't want to sin against my father. I'm turning the other way. I'm turning the other way. That can make you blameless. That can make you righteous. Do you know that? Noah was the father. You know, the Lord says, come as you are. Because when you come as you are and the Lord begins to transform you, he said he's like the potter and you're on the wheel. And he's just molding you and molding you and molding you. And you become a new creature in him in the name of Jesus. That's how you are able to witness and testify that the Lord is good, that he is real. Because you come to him as you are and he makes makes you so blameless in the name of Jesus. He makes you righteous and upright. Hallelujah. He makes you want to run to the light so it can expose all your good deeds in the name of Jesus. You don't want to run from Jesus when he comes because you want to come to the light. You want to be like, Lord, hallelujah. This, this, this is my works. Hallelujah. These are my works in the name of Jesus. That's another thing. I'm, okay, Lord, I got you. I got you, Father. I got you. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone on the earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have declared to destroy all the living creatures for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and a waterproof and waterproof it with tar inside and out. They construct the decks and stalls throughout its interior. So then the Lord is telling Moses how to make the boat. And he's in verse seven. He says, Look, I'm about to cover the earth with flood with a flood that will destroy every little thing that Every little thing that breathes, everything on the earth will die, but I will I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male, a female into the boat with you. Keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, every kind of small animal that scurries along around 
along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, go into the boat with all your family for among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take your seven pairs of males and females of each animal I have proved for eating and for sacrifice and take one pair of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Okay, so then... Let's keep going. Hold on. Hold on. Um, let's go because I want to go to. Okay, so it's let's go to Genesis eight. And it says, hold on, I'm trying to find it. It says, okay, let's read the bottom real quick. It says of Genesis 8. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as a burnt offering the animals and birds that had been approved for the purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvesting, cold and heat, summer and winter day. And night. Hallelujah. You see how he said right here. He said, and the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, listen, because Jesus is the sacrifice. He is pleased with the sacrifice of Jesus. So when you plead the blood of Jesus over yourself, when you are in repentance in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. That's what, like, the Lord is pleased with that. That's what cleanses you. Hallelujah. So let's go to um, Genesis 9. It says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, all the man animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the life blood in it and i will require that the blood of anyone who takes another person's life if a wild animal kills a person it must die and anyone who murders a fellow human must die if anyone takes a human life that person's life will also be taken by human hands for god had made human beings in his own image now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth hallelujah Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, everything, every living creature on the earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all the living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. 
Then the Lord said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all the living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all the living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and everything living, every living creature on it. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is the sign of my covenant. I am confirming with all the creatures on the earth. Do you see how he said never again? The floodwaters will destroy all life. Because this time the Lord had come with fire. Can you not already perceive it? He's coming with fire in the name of Jesus. Hold on real quick, family. Let's go to Isaiah 66 verse Hold on. I'm going to start from the top, family. It says, this is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? Could you build me such a resting place? My hands have made both heaven and earth and they and everything in them are mine. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will bless those who have humble and contrite hearts, who tremble at my word. But those who chose their own ways, delighting in their sin, their their, their detestable sins, will have their own will not have their offerings accepted. When such people sacrifice a bull, it will be no more acceptable than a human sacrifice. So he is saying, if people are repenting, but you don't got a pure heart, you're not repenting out your heart. You're just repenting because you want to use the Lord because you don't want to be punished. That's not going to be accepted. That's why you have to check your heart posture in the name of Jesus. It says when they sacrifice a lamb, it is though they had sacrificed a dog. When they bring offering of grain, they might as well offer the blood of a pig. When they burn frankincense, it it is as if they had blessed an idol. When I send them great trouble, all the things they feared. For when I called, they did not answer. When I spoke, they did not listen. They deliberately sinned before my very eyes and chose to do what they know I despise. Hear this message from the Lord, all you who tremble at his words. Your own people hate you and throw you out for being loyal to my name. Let the Lord be honored, they scoff. Be joyful, him in him but they will be put to shame what is this what is all the commotion in the city what is the terrible noise from the temple it is the voice of the lord taking vengeance against his enemies before the birth pains even begin jerusalem gives birth to a son who has whoever sees who who has ever seen anything as strange as this who ever heard of such a thing has a nation ever been born in a single day has a country ever come forth in a mere moment but by the time jerusalem birth pains begins her children will be born would i ever bring this nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it asks the lord no i will never keep 
this nation from out no i would never keep this nation from being born says your god rejoice with jerusalem be glad with all you who love her and all who mourn for her drink deeply of her glory even as an infant drinks at his mother's comforting breast this is what the lord says i will give jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity the wealth of the nations will flow to her her children will be nursed at her breast carried in her arms and held on her lap I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. When you see these things, your heart will rejoice. You will flourish like the grass. Everyone will see the land, the Lord's hands of blessings on his servants and his anger against his enemies. See, the Lord is coming with fire. You see, the Lord is coming with fire and his swift chariots war like a whirlwind. He is bringing punishment with the fury of his anger and the flaming fire of his hot rebuke. The Lord will punish the world by fire and by his sword. He will judge the earth and many will be killed by him. Those who consecrate and purify themselves in a sacred garden with his idol in the center feasting on the pork and rats and other detestable meats will come to the to a terrible end says the Lord I can see what they are doing and I know what they are thinking so I will gather all the nations and peoples together and they will see my glory I will perform a sign among them and I will send those who survive to be messengers to the nations to Tarshish to Libyans and to Ladaeans who are famous as archers to Tubal in Greece and to all the lands beyond the sea that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory they will declare my glory to the nations they will bring the remnant of your people back from every nation they will bring them to the holy mountains in jerusalem as an offering to the lord they will ride on horses and chariots and wagons on mules and camels says the lord but i will appoint some of them to be my priests and levites i the lord have spoken as surely as my new heavens and earth will remain so will so will so will all you always be my people with a name that will never disappear says the lord all humanity will come to worship me from the week to from week to week and from month to month and as they go out they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me for the worms that devour them will never die and the fire that burns them will never go out all who pass by will view them with utter horror family it's going to be a good and terrible day we keep talking about this we keep talking about the blessings and the curses family repent just just repent lord yes it's one more thing hold on family hold on let's go to second timothy timothy chapter two starting at first uh, I said chapter two. I'm sorry. Second Timothy chapter three. The dangers of the last days. You should know that this Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. 
They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander each other and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win their confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they never, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janice and Jimberis oppose Moses. Those have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Some someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just with just as with Janice, Janice and Jimberis. And um, but you, Timothy, certainly know that I, that what I teach and how I live and what my purpose is in life is you know my faith my patience my love and my endurance you know how much persecution and suffering i have endured you know all about how i was persecuted in antioch icom and lystra but the lord rescued me from all of it yes and everyone who wants to live a godly life in christ jesus will suffer persecution but evil people and impostors will flourish they will deceive others and will themselves be deceived but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know that they are true. You know that they are true for you know that they can that you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught by the holy scriptures from childhood and now they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes from by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do, what to do, teaches us to do what is right. God uses us to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. In the name of Jesus. Hold on, family. So, family. Hold on, one of them. I had the same thing. He said, tell my people to prepare themselves. The day of the Lord is coming. And it's approaching. Hallelujah. I'm hearing him say, indeed, it's here now. Open your eyes and see. Open your ears and hear, because indeed it's here now. So family, I love y'all. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you stay strengthened. I'm praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you just strengthen them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you help them keep the faith, Father, that you help them fight the good fight, Father, that you give them a winner, supernatural faith, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that each one of my brothers and sisters that come across this word, Father, just begin to repent to you, Father. I pray that your children come home, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that they give their life to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that they seek after you, they worship you, and they honor you, Lord. I pray 
they are cleansed in your blood, Father. I pray that they are um, sanctified by your word, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that they shall be set free from every strong man. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, every foul spirit has to loose them in the name of Jesus. Every lying tongue has to stop speaking. We sever it at the root in the name of Jesus. And I pray that your children get freedom today in the name of Jesus. Because your word says who the son says free is truly free. Hallelujah. And I'm speaking freedom over your children. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm speaking freedom. I'm speaking every captive has to be released. And every prisoner has to be freed, Father, in the name of Jesus. Because that's what your word says, Lord. You said that you will set every captive free. And you will release every prisoner, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you, Lord. And I just honor you, Father. And I just praise you, Lord. And I'm praying that your children get the boldness. I pray that all your children walk in the authority of Christ. They walk in the boldness of Christ in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm praying that your will be done, Father. Nevertheless, not our will, Lord, but your will, Father. I pray your will is done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. I decree and declare that my Father's will will be set forth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And I just thank you and I just honor you and I praise you, Lord. All the days of my life, I shall sing praises to the Lord. I shall sing praises to the most high God. Hallelujah. The true and living God, the God that the grave can't hold. I praise him and I honor him and I worship him. Hallelujah. And that's in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Lord. Who he is so mighty. He is so mighty. Family, okay. <laughs> the Lord is just so mighty. When I begin to just sing praises out my mouth, when I begin to speak, I feel his presence. I feel I feel the, the being hid underneath his uh, feathers. I can't explain it, but when when he's near me, I feel so safe. Hallelujah. When I begin to lift his name up, I feel so safe. And the Lord told me to tell someone faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. That's in James. Hold on. I think it's James chapter two. I think verse 26. Hold on. Yes. It says, um, let's wait on. Let's go up a little bit higher. Okay, faith without good deeds is dead. Let's go to verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can you can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does this does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. 
Now, someone say, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestors Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it had so it so and so it happened just as the scripture says Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith he was even called the friend of God so you see we are shown to be right with God by what we do but not by faith alone Rahab the prostitute is another example she was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good deeds. Hallelujah. And that came into my spirit. So the Lord is saying, he's he's telling somebody faith without good works is dead. Okay. You show him your faith by your works in the name of Jesus. Okay. Don't just be a be a doer of the word. Just be be a doer, you know? Be a doer. So family, and then, oh, okay. Um I'm just praying that that y'all just keep the faith, okay? Keep the faith because the Lord is moving at a supernatural speed. You're going to begin to see a supernatural shift, like a a supernatural speed. Excuse me, family, in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, is there anything else? He just loves you. He said, tell my children I love them. The Lord loves you, okay? Dwell in him. Seek him. Go to his feet. Read these scriptures. Go take these scriptures back to your father and read it with him in the name of Jesus. Take this back. I always tell you, test the spirit by the spirit. Hallelujah. Test the spirit of God by the spirit of God in the name of Jesus. You go back and you ask the Lord. You say, Lord, every anything I, that I've heard today, let, let everything I heard be pulled out that I need to know. I pray that that makes sense. Let me reword it. Ask the Lord to pull everything out that you needed to hear magnify it to you give you ears that hear give you eyes that see pray these prayers family hallelujah fight the good fight of faith in the name of jesus because all of us all of us believers we all fight in the good fight yes says she over here i'm fighting the good fight i got my feet planted in the good news hallelujah i got my full armor of god on okay in the name of Jesus, because I'm about my father's business, okay? You be about your father's business. You go out here and you save these souls because the harvest is ripe. Hallelujah. The Bible says the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. In the name of Jesus. 
So I'm asking my father to send some more harvesters out on the field so we can get these souls in the name of Jesus because harvest is ripe. Hallelujah. The Lord is coming with justice. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I know I keep saying this, but listen, it don't hurt to ask somebody, do you know Jesus? The Lord will lead you. The spirit of the Lord will lead you. He will show you who is his. And you know, you could just be like, you know, that, that's just a, a conversation starter. Do you know Jesus? Oh, so do I. What's, what's your repentance like? like? <laughs> just start a conversation. Reap these souls in the name of Jesus. Family, shameless pug will be at the bottom. And keep the faith. Fear not, because your father got you. His will be done. You say, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, Lord, but your will, Father. Nevertheless, his will be done. Trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understandings. Hallelujah. We can't go by what we are about to see. We can't go off of what we are seeing right now. But we got to keep the faith in what God said. God said he would keep me. He said, though a thousand fall at one side. Though that a ten thousand are dying around me. These evils will not touch me. That's how you believe it. Even though you seeing that the thousands and the ten thousands is dying and falling. You have to keep the faith that the Lord's words is true. That these evils will not touch you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just like in the book of Exodus, right? Think about it. I I believe you go back when they put the blood on the door, but I believe it was, it was the night that, um, the death angel came. Oh, the significance, Lord, we got to go real quick, fam. Hold on. There's the significance. The Lord just got me dropping all his bars today. Hold on. Okay, it says, let's go to Exodus 12, the first Passover. You see, that says the first Passover. While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that one-tenth of the day, the one-tenth, one the t- on the tenth of the day, this month, each family must choose a lamb or young goat for a sacrifice one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat the whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal accordingly to the size of each family and how much they can eat. Sorry, family. My nose is still a little stuffy. The the animal you select must be one year old, male, male, either a sheep or a goat with no defects. Take special care. Hold on. Hold on, family. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It says, take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of this first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames of these houses where they eat the animal. 
That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad, bitter salad greens, and bread made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over a fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. These are the instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and every firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign marking the house where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This is a day to remember. Each year from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the Lord. This is a law for all time. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, remove every trace of yeast from your home. Anyone who eats bread with yeast during the seven days of the festival will be cut off from the community of Israel. On the first day of the festival, again, on the seventh day, all the people must observe an official day for the holy assembly. No work or any kind any kind may be done on these days except in the preparation of food. Celebrate this festival of unleavened bread, for it will remind you that I brought your forces out of the land of Egypt on that very day. This festival will be a permanent law for you. Celebrate this day from generation to generation. The bread you eat must be made without yeast from the evening of the 14th day of the first month until the evening of the 21st day of the month. During these seven days, there must be no trace of yeast in your home. Ooh, the Lord, on Wendy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm almost done, okay? I'm just recording. Give me a moment. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, family. That's my daughter. But, um, just, this, this is, like, long, and it's just, because the whole Bible's a word. So, but the significance I wanted to pull out for you is um, the blood. Hold on. It says, and no one may go out through the door until the morning. Wait, hold on. Oh, it is so, this is just a word because like, as you, as you read how, um, when, when Jesus began to be our sacrifice, if you read this and you read what they did, like it just shows you the whole breakdown of Jesus being sacrificed, family. Listen, Lord willing, I'm going to come back and I'm going to break this all down to you because this definitely is a long one. So I pray that the Lord will let me come back and be able to explain this to you. But let's go to verse 23. But when he sees the blood on the top of the side of the doorframe, the Lord passed over your home. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. See? So, so just plead the blood. You are covered in his blood. That's the main point I wanted to point out to you is that you want like just be covered in the blood and the death angel cannot, it's not permitted. Your death angel cannot, he says he will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. So just believe that, okay, family? 
believe it, but truly want the Lord because you love him, not because you're using him, because you love him, because God knows me is hard. Okay, he sit up high and he looked down low. He knows the deepest, darkest parts of your heart. Not saying your heart dark, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like he know the trenches of your heart. He knows your heart. He knows your heart posture. So come to your father with with a true heart in the name of Jesus. So family, <laughs> I love y'all. Okay. Most importantly, let's say it together. Jesus loves y'all. Bye.